This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing, wait, you've never seen Chicago? And all that jazz! So, up front, trigger warnings. There is violence and murder. Um, there's also uh, Roxy lies about her pregnancy that she does not have. Um, there is a death row inmate named Catalin Holinsky who is executed by hanging. And we discovered in the closing credits that Harvey Weinstein was an executive producer on this movie. Of him. Womp womp. So, having gotten that out of the way, tell me three... Th- I'm really interested to hear what you thought this movie was going to be about. <laughs> tell me three things you expected from this movie. Nothing is shot in Chicago. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of safe. I expected mobsters. I expected mobsters all over this. You showed me the cover of it. Uh-huh. I was vaguely aware that it was about the 20s and, you know, you could tell that just from the like the logo. Right. It's from the 1920s or it's set in the 1920s. Um and there were guns and stuff, so I'm like, "Oh, okay. Like I get it. There's going to be, you know, it's going to be mobsters. Three, everyone's in jail. <laughs> Which is half right. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> so did you expect to like it or not? Well, this... <laughs> so, I don't like musicals. I've mentioned this before. Um, I usually don't uh, uh, like musicals with a few exceptions, but I like the 1920s. Uh, I like that whole sort of vibe. The the jazz music I don't really care about, but like I I like that that kind of jazz music in the nineteen twenties, <laughs> and I like jazz babies. And Chica- Chicago itself, even though I was pretty sure it would have almost nothing to do with Chicago itself, <laughs> like I like the town Chicago. Uh-huh. So I gave I tentatively gave it three stars. Oh, that's very fair of you. Thank you. Um. Did you have a one-sentence TV guide summary? Yes. <clears throat> you coppers finally got me. Mobsters and the gumads go to prison and sing songs of their shame and regrets. <laughs> I mean, it's a little, right? Well. Okay, do you want to hear what IMDb had to say? Yeah, I'm dying. Yes, please. Okay, <laughs> Chicago is from 2002. It's rated PG-13, an hour and 53 minutes long. It's a comedy crime musical. Oh, my goodness. And it says, Two death row murderesses develop a fierce rivalry while competing for publicity, celebrity, and a sleazy lawyer's attention. That is, like, the entire thing. (laughs) So, um, how did things meet your expectations? I noticed you you were smiling and, and... kind of laughed in a few places so i guess it wasn't you know singing in the rain level bad oh oh no no like um yeah so some of the 
some of the some of the jokes and whatnot I actually found like I found well done the songs and and whatnot I um I thought they were good so I think this lacks the cheesiness that bothers me in most musicals uh-huh. um, the songs like uh, Cell Block Tango. Uh huh. It's aggressive and it's sexy and it's kind of dark and it's not at all what I'd expect from a musical. I I expect like blandness and like you can all watch it together with your family. Uh huh. I expect that kind of stuff and like th- there was still th- there was still a certain amount of campiness which is a given like. You show me a musical, I expect there to be campiness. Uh-huh. And there's a certain level. I have a I have a a monitor, a little a little camp monitor. That's not a real thing. It's a camp monitor. Okay. Mine goes up to only 3.2. Oh my god. Uh but it can get worse than that. Uh-huh. And then the whole town gets melted down. Oh my god. We've been watching Chernobyl, audience. Sorry. <laughs> it's nothing like Chicago. At all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so honestly, so I give it, I give it um, four, uh, 4.5 stars. Wow, that's very I, impressive. That might be the most of any musical. Well, um, I think something... Like you were saying, something that this musical does that's really good is it sort of incorporates the songs into the action that's actually happening. So you go kind of back and forth between like the imaginary musical scene and what the what the characters are actually doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it justifies like what like does one of the things I was I have written down like like. It's that's one of the things that annoy me the most that like I'm supposed to buy into these characters as real people and I do and then they all go hey boy Johnny boy and then there's all this whole <laughs> dance number behind them like would you like to explain why this is happening cuz you could if you give someone like like oh no they're super creative and we're in their head now and it's all like hey boy Johnny boy that's not a reference to anything uh-huh. of course except the <laughs> just my own idea of a horrible banal musical yes so yeah they do this like the songs are either it, it seems to be in the fantasy of Roxy um, the husband. Uh, 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 Amos. Uh huh. That uh, the cellophane, Mister Cellophane. Mister Cellophane. There's a couple other ones too, but it's like clearly it, it's like rooted in a reality that I can buy. Did you notice at the very beginning of the movie we went we zoomed in and went through Roxy's eye? Yeah. So that I that think that's the yeah we're yes. seeing it. Literally through her Literally eyes. Literally through her eyes. And you know, I'm a literal person. And I appreciate you as the filmmaker talking down to me and <laughs> telling me literally, yes. showing me literally what you mean. Yes. <laughs> well, and part of her character, not the musical part of her character, but just 
her character, Roxy Hart, is that she wants to be in vaudeville. She wants to be a dancer and a singer. And so it's totally believable that she would make up these scenarios right. in her in her head to like entertain herself. You know, like the courtroom scene is a circus is like such a good like comparison. It's like a metaphor, but also the the actual scene itself, you know, but I'm getting ahead of ourselves. No, it's OK. Um, so I have I have some things about like um, about like women in prison and stuff. Do you have? Let me try to get you into that because I okay. think you might have something to say about this. It's annoying to me that Velma Kelly, that's Catherine Zeta-Jones's character, she's walking around prison in sexy lingerie. Uh-huh. How is it that you're allowed to just walk around in prison wearing whatever you'd like? Well. I mean, prison was different in the 1920s. I don't know exact. I mean, I'm sure there was a system of bribery, like we saw between Mama and the and the girls. They would give her Mama, played by Queen Latifah. Yes, amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that um, no woman had been hanged in Cook County for a long, long time. I, that. The one we saw portrayed in the movie, I believe, was the first... Oh, the actual woman, the Hungarian woman? It was a little bit different, but I'll get into that in a okay. little bit. sure. But, um, so they were all sort of confident, you know, sure, we killed our husbands, but nothing bad's gonna happen. We'll just be in jail, and, like, we'll get a good lawyer, and he'll get us off, and then we'll go into show business. So, right. um, I'm sure some of that was for the movie that it wasn't, you know, all pleasant and everything, but showed, like, the more, how, showed the disparity in treatment between different prisoners, I think. So then you're just allowed to just walk around the prison dressed all sexy. Is I, that... guess, I guess, I guess. <laughs> so I do like the, the meta quality we probably might be jumping around a little bit because the next thing I've written down is um, I like the meta quality about this show because you're you're watching a show and it's a show within a show uh-huh. and then when you get to like the courtroom scene it's a show about a show the courtroom within a show the the fantasy about right. yeah <laughs> it's like how many different you know uh, Russian nesting dolls can we get? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very enjoyable. Did you know that there was... This was based on a... The original Chicago was a 1926 play. Then Play, not a musical. Correct. A okay. play. Um, it has since been adapted into a 1927 silent film. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. Um, a 1975 stage musical. Um, Where the two- songs come from. Yes. I'm assuming. Okay. A 2002 movie musical. Which we saw. And there is also a 1942 romantic comedy called Roxy Hart. Wow. The play was by Maureen Watkins and was about two real-life jazz-era murderers. Was one of them involved in the sh- uh, the sash weight murders? Um, one of them was Beulah Annan. That mm. would be the Roxy Hart 
character. Okay. Um, she, so, <laughs> she moved in, or she married car mechanic Al Annan, um, and in Chicago, he found work as a mechanic at a garage, and Beulah eventually became a bookkeeper at a laundry where she met Harry Kalstedt and began an affair. And the murder is basically, I mean, she shot him in the back. She said that they had gone into an argument and they both reached for the gun, which is oh, a song in the movie. Right, right. Um, she played a foxtrot record over and over for about four hours as she sat drinking cocktails and watching him die. She then called... Oh. Good lord. She then called her husband to say she had killed a man who had tried to make love to her. Which I guess is the 20s version of rape, since that's what they talk about in in the movie. Then there's Belva Gartner, who um, inspired the Velma Kelly character. Oh. Um, She allegedly shot and killed her lover, Walter Law, who was a married man with one child. Law was found sprawled in the front seat of Gartner's car with a bottle of gin and a gun lying beside him. Gartner, found later at her apartment with blood-soaked clothes on the floor, confessed that she was drunk and was driving with Law, but couldn't remember what happened. Wow. So, these two are based on a true story. Um, The uh, Hungarian, there was... So, back in the 20s... There is a lady, an Italian immigrant named Sibella Nitti. Nitti? Nitti. Um, she was sentenced to die for the murder of her missing husband. There was no motive, no evidence, and no positive identification on the decayed corpse found in a Berwyn sewer. Mm. But prosecutors wanted an easy win, and they were able to convince juries that Sibella was a cold-blooded killer. Oh, that sucks. Um, there was also the problem that this article doesn't say it, but that as we learn in Cell Block Tango, the um, Ka- uh, what was it, Catalan or Katarina? Catalan does not speak English or does not speak very good English, other than to say not guilty. Right. And that um, that language barrier did her no favors in the criminal justice system at all. The fact that she also wasn't a looker like Velma and Roxy Mm. did not help her either. Um, She was... Let me see. She was the first woman to be hanged in Cook County. So wait, are you saying this is somehow sexist, this show? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The 1920s sexist? What? What? Never. Next thing you're going to tell me it was racist, too. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Let me see what this says. This Okay, so this article is about a book called Ugly Prey. Oh, when good Chicago sentenced an innocent woman to die, which is basically talking about how because she wasn't an attractive um, English-speaking uh, white woman, that's, that's why she faced that fate. So, other things... That do you have other things? So, <clears throat> so musical musical theater uh-huh. 
because I'm an expert now about musical theater. Right. You know, since I hate it. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't hate it. There are musicals I've seen that I absolutely adore, including uh, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon is so, so good. I've never seen it. And it is the typical, like, format of a musical, and they, like, they pull it off, and it's wonderful. And if you have a chance, you should go see it. But musical theater is never... It, hasn't always been the way it is like in the uh so in 1927 there was a there was a musical called showboat Mm -hmm. and it was the first real musical where the songs drive the plot of the whole story uh-huh. Which now it just seems like, of course, why would you? Right. Why would you just be like, oh, we're gonna have a conversation and then we're gonna sing a song like, "Hello, my baby, hello, my darling, hello, my ragtime gal." <laughs> but that's the way musicals were. Yeah. Before, like, they call the history. If you look at the, and I haven't looked too deeply yet, as you might imagine, but as far as I understand, the history of musical theater, it's either. Before Showboat or after Showboat? <laughs> uh, uh, the song Old Man River comes from Showboat. Oh. Can't Help Loving That Man is another one from Showboat. Um, but yeah, so it's, so it's interesting that like this is a musical that was developed, the songs were developed in the 1970s to sort of like, like, revive this play mm-hmm. from that time I just find that really that really fascinating that you know that they were able to do this sort of you know it's a throwback thing but at the time it was no this is the new thing now this is how we're gonna do musicals from now on yes um so Chicago was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. Really? Really. The two, you're speaking of the 2002 yes. movie. With stars such as Renee Zellweger, John C. Riley, which kind, <laughs> who kind of looks like an early hominid with his low <laughs> with his low eyebrows. Um so they were nominated for 13 awards and they uh-huh. won 6. You're kidding me. Wow. Including Best Picture and Best Supporting Actress for Catherine Zeta-Jones. Wow. Um, Queen Latifah was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress, but of course she did not win because Catherine Zeta-Jones did. Like a... It was like a... A a snake eating its own tail when when two people are nominated for the same movie. True. What are you going to do? So the guy who played Fred Casely, the the boyfriend that Roxy shot yes. at the very beginning, mm-hmm. he also played someone else named Fred in A Christmas Carol with no. Patrick Stewart. Yes, same actor. Really? Really. That's amazing. So Dominic West plays two Freds in two different movies. We're talking about one of them here. And then we also talked about the other character, Fred it's not Scrooge because his mom got married, but I don't remember his last name. Nephew Fred in A Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, I'm really interested. I know I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I always really um, liked the 
the metaphorical quality they give to some of the musical numbers, like the press conference is a puppet show. Yes. I thought that was really good. And when he has her on the stand, has Roxy on the stand, it's a tap dance. Like, that kind of stuff I find very interesting (laughs) to make those connections. The the ventriloquist act when he's doing the... The press conference, yeah. Well, I mean, I know the, yeah, the the puppet show. To me, a ventriloquist and a puppet show are like, you know, (laughs) they're similar but different. A puppet. So, um... One thing that happened in that scene was Renee Zellweger kept um, messing up one of her lines. Oh, really? Or one of her motions. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, she was so under pressure because those people in the background, they're really doing those jumps on those lines and stuff. Oh, no. They didn't and like so- green screen all that in? <laughs> no. Well, they green screened, of course, uh, Richard Gere controlling the puppet sure. strings from the top. But like yeah. all of those acrobatics, they were doing that at the same time they were recording oh, everything else. Oh, that's such pressure. <laughs> and then another thing that, because I asked you about this when we were watching it. Yeah. Um, when Catherine Zeta-Jones is doing the uh, I Can't Do It Alone song where she's like, first I do 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 do. Then she mm. and then it was like she was doing both of their parts, you know. Yeah. There's one part where she climbs up the stairs and she goes over the railing to the to the oh, pole yeah. and slides down. Mm-hmm. Catherine Zeta Jones is afraid of heights. No way! And she really did. <laughs> did she have a? She couldn't have had a harness on because she had like that really skimpy thing on, right? Yeah. So or were they able? What her happened? husband Michael Douglas came yeah. on set when she was recording. When they were filming those scenes, yeah, to be like her support system while she she I'll was so bottom, scared, on, yeah, really, he's like, you can do it, I believe in you, yeah, wow, it was it was very, I mean, because it wasn't ju- was it just two, it wasn't just two stories, it seemed like higher than even two stories, it was pretty far, the the, I don't remember, yeah, maybe a little taller, but anyway, it just yeah, it it, it didn't occur to me like oh yeah like. She seems like she's being taken out of this moment. I'm, I'm being taken out of this moment because she is like, I'm terrified that I'm falling. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. I also, and I don't know how much you enjoyed this song, but Cell Block Tango has to be one of the greatest man-hating songs ever recorded (laughs) it's like if you're going through a divorce and you're married to a man who you're divorcing playing this song on repeat is very cathartic that's all i'm saying because you know i i don't i don't take any issue with that at all if that's what you need then uh that's fine my favorite is when she says he ran into my knife he ran into my knife ten times. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I got gotcha, you, girl. Ah. Anyways, that's good times. Um, at one point, I thought I was hearing. <laughs> I thought I was hearing. There's one song. Um, they kind of sounded like. It sounded a little bit like all that jazz when oh, yeah. Catherine Zeta Jones was sort of explaining to um when Velma's uh, Velma was talking to Roxy and Uh saying like oh there's gonna here's what we can do like trying to convince her to do an act together oh yeah the I can't do it alone yeah 
Oh, it's the same, the same song uh-huh. <laughs> that you just mentioned. To me, it was like there's a little bit, there's a little bit in the song that was. It's like that staccato, like that very confident, bum 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 bum. Yeah. Bum 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 bum. Like that kind of thing. That staccato, very confident sort of musical thing happening. It reminded me of all that jazz mm-hmm. a little bit, which was the first song in the musical. That my favorite TV show is The Office. Uh huh. And in the office, when they do their, they do a, um, they do Sweeney Todd. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Andy, who's into theater, he does a production, like a local production of Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. <laughs> and invites the whole office. And the they're like waiting for the show to start. And uh, Daryl, Daryl is sitting in the audience, and the lights go down, and someone's talking. I think it's Michael, Michael, uh-huh. or someone is talking to him, and and. <laughs> And and uh, he goes, oh, we got to listen. We have to listen to the the theme, or we won't recognize it later when it returns. <laughs> like listening carefully to the music is important to enjoying a musical. And I found I found that moment where I'm like, oh, I hear it coming back a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that it doesn't really, but at the very end they do. Yeah. They do sort of a the <laughs> the revisited or whatever the. They do nowadays slash the hot honey rag, which ends with them singing all that jazz. <laughs> I like that we got to see Richard Gere and Queen Latifah in the audience when they did that. Right. Yeah. Did you have a favorite song or a least favorite song? My least favorite is Mr. Cellophane. That could have been clipped out forever. <laughs> like... Um, when the Hungarian woman gets executed. Uh-huh. And that's kind of a... It's sort of a song, the way they do it. Uh-huh. But it's like, here's a dark moment. We're not gonna... There isn't going to be a five-minute-long song of her dying. Right. You know? It's pretty quick. They could have done that with Mr. Cellophane, I think. Yeah. But all that jazz was good. The, um... I wrote... Oh, the uh, Cell Block... Cell Block Tango. tango. Mm-hmm. Cell Block Tango. That was just... That was just so good. Like when that happened, I'm like, I was just like, okay, it happened pretty, pretty soon in the, mm-hmm. in the thing. So when that when that happened, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to enjoy this because there's this aggressiveness that, and like I don't know if it was, you know, music better than me. Was it uh was it in minor or or major key? Because I think it may have been in minor, in I a think, minor key. I think it went back and forth. Well, yeah, in musicals they go like, "We're going to change the key again. Here comes another key again." <laughs> right? Cuz that's what they do in musicals. Uh But yeah, anyway, regardless of what key it was in, it was like aggressive and I'm like, "Okay, good. Like like you're going to do something to make like whether it's like the aggressiveness or just like it's kind of sexy the way it, the way it's done." And in that like sort of nineteen twenties way that it's mm-hmm. the ni- it's the it's the modern equi- the modern reimagining of what the nineteen twenties were like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I like when you're good to mama. <laughs> That's a good one. That was really good. I love Queen Latifah. She's amazing. She is, and she can sing as well as rap. So that's awesome. Yes, and it act. Is. I mean, of course, and act. Yeah. 
And in a really natural, in a really natural sort of way. Yes. So, do you want to talk about the Bechdel test, or do you have more to say generally? I'm good. So, do you think it passed or not? Thank you for asking, because I'd like to guess. I don't know, because everything's about, like, I didn't kill my husband. Here's a whole song about how I didn't kill my husband. Or maybe I did. I'm kind of admitting it. He had it coming. I'm kind of admitting it. <laughs> See, is this... I feel like, I feel like this is, like... Uh, my enthusiasm about this, pic, about this picture... Is it a talkie? <laughs> my enthusiasm about this picture... I feel like... When I say that I hate musicals, it it's going it it's going to lessen the impact. Like Shane, you really want to love musicals, and I do, <laughs> I do. I want to like musicals. I like dancing. I like songs. I like acting. I like nonsense. I mean, that's that's all the great components of a musical. There. How do I not like it? I forgot your original question. <laughs> Did it pass the Bechdel test or not? I don't think it packs the back to test. I don't. I don't believe it did. It did. It did. Yes, because although point? although they do talk a lot about men and right. killing men and how they killed men and why they should kill men, they talk a lot about um, show business. So, oh, right. of um, course, you know, Velma, hey Roxy, will you do the show with me? And no, you can get lost. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is about men, but they. They do. T- there's scenes between like Velma and Roxy, Roxy and Mama Morton, Mama Morton and Velma that all don't have anything to do with men. So yes, it passed. Excellent. Um, are there any pop culture references you now understand? So I'm a little embarrassed about this. There's a. Uh, a radio program called the Howard Stern Show. Is it a program? It's a program. Uh-huh. And uh, that, like, that Roxy song, like... The name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxy. The lady raking in the chips is gonna be Roxy. I'm gonna be a celebrity that means somebody everyone knows. I can keep going if you want. Uh, uh, so I don't want to even mention what the words are to this particular uh, parody. And we can just leave it at that. Okay. But yeah, I'm like, why do I know this? And then I'm like, yeah, that's... I. It's an inappropriate song from the Howard Stern show. It's kind of inappropriate. Uh, (laughs) You already need to edit some things out, so I'm not going to say what the name of the song is. Is it just going to be one long horn sound? Because I'll have to beep it out. But they do, if I may, so the Howard Stern show, they do like a gross, like a parody version of that song. For some reason, they do that now, but... The production is so professional. Like oh, really? The, the content is, you know, obscene. But they go through the trouble. <laughs> they go through the trouble of doing this amazing, like, production. They, hmm. even, ha- they even have a guy on staff. <laughs> they have a guy on staff who's, like, who's, like, studied musical theater. Oh, my goodness. 
So how would the movie be different with today's technology? These jazz babies wouldn't be killing that that man's. Well, they'd be... Well, no, Illinois doesn't have the death penalty anymore, so they wouldn't have to worry about that. That's true. Um, I The thing that sticks out the most to me is when Billy Flynn is interviewing Roxy for, like, you know, let's get your story straight. And he's like, okay, where are you from? Who are your parents? And she's like, they're just sitting on the on the you know front porch rocking away their life and he's like they're dead they're dead um (laughs) oh there would be like you have one tmz reporter who goes to lubbock texas or wherever um they're gonna find the truth you're not gonna be able to pass off this story or you could google mama roxy and find out that like she like tweets her favorite recipes every morning right while she's rocking on the front porch. <laughs> at the same, at the, <laughs> at the same time, though, I feel like the the perception of fame and the reality of fame was different in the 1920s and even in the 1970s when they did the musical version of this. Because, like, now I feel like you can have like. The idea of something like the Kardashians, like, being famous for being famous, essentially, mm-hmm. but it lasting for 20 years? Yeah. Like, forget about, oh, in the future, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. Like, no. Some of those people with no right to be famous get to be famous for a really long time. Because there's all these reality shows to go on. There's so many different, like, places, if you're famous, to, like... Just you can just go on Twitter and just be famous forever, yeah. And just maintain your fans because now you have this direct way of accessing these people who originally found you interesting. Yes, I agree. Would you like to sing a song about that, Virginia? <laughs> Come on, babe. Why don't we end the show? And all that jazz. Okay, sure, you can reach us. No, we're not gonna do that. Okay. We're not gonna. We're not, we're not gonna do <laughs> this that. This isn't our musical episode. Okay. Oh, oh, we just <laughs> talked about how that's just terrible. Oh man. <laughs> so you can find us on a bunch of platforms. We're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at cosmicpotato.com. You can also go to waityouneverseen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows we should watch. That's our show for the day. Next time we'll be watching something that I never agreed to watch. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Next time we'll be watching Lonesome Dove. Yay! Cow... Cow folk? Right? No. It's like a cowboy thing. It's... Yeah, but no. We'll find out. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening.